Welcome to Down in the Den After Dark, a.k.a. AD Live, and it's your boy Mars, a.k.a. Marlon Beardo, the bearded weirdo, the Stella Rosa Casanova, the great wonder and the should night of this podcast game. And I want to wish everybody, all of the denmates, a very happy holiday season. We're grinding in before Thanksgiving, but we had to give you that quality content. The rest of the guys are with their families, but they will be coming in a little bit later because they have questions and we're doing something a little special for you guys. We're doing something. We're going the extra mile. Most of our fan base are the ladies. So ladies, I have a holiday treat for you. I have a woman who has written a book, a step-by-step booklet for you to get as Biggie would say a book that I believe is going to change the world and cause peace and harmony across the land. The one, the only JC means JC. How are you doing today? How are you doing this evening? Are you ready to rock with us tonight? Absolutely. Good evening. Thank you so much, Sean, for having me. I'm looking uh, forward to our discussion. (laughs) Absolutely. It's an absolute pleasure. And normally we had the visual element, but JC is a bit of an international lady of mystery. (laughs) <laughs> and it's all a part of uh, the book, and we respect that. So she's going to give us the voice and the and the brain behind the words that we want you guys to check out in this book. So uh, first of all, man, happy holidays. How are you doing? Are you ready? Are, are you prepared? Absolutely. Um, looking forward to making some candied yams, some peas and rice. Uh, you know, just keeping it simple. I'm somewhat uh, about 90% uh vegan but sometimes i'll step out a little bit here and there <laughs> okay 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 if, if, if you're having a slip up if you're falling off the vegan way what what's your guilty truth we're all about vices here so what's your guilty <laughs> pleasure Some well, I don't see it, you know, i don't see it as falling off i think that um i just don't believe on being a hundred percent and sort of restricting myself i think that if i eat a certain way for the majority of of my life and once in a while i step out you know, that I'm just going to step out. So I'm not going to deny myself. If my body says I need a piece of bacon once a year, I will have that piece of bacon. <laughs> with you. As the rock would say, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. So every now and then a little bit of, of a treat is a good thing. So, so speaking of treats, thank you so much for sending me the book. I am plowing away at that thing. I am amazed by what you put there. What came up with this idea and of course the name alone i'm going to put that up but me what made you come up with this idea obviously uh, they say necessity breeds invention what 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 did this come from tell us a little bit about that sure um well first of all i worked in one of the most male dominated industries on the planet which was wall street and so i had so many clients 
you know, 99% of my clients were men and I had very close relationships with them. So they would open up about their personal lives. And I started to notice a pattern that there was always complaints about either their girlfriends or their wives. And their complaint was, yo, they're not giving me the pussy. <laughs> they're just not. And they felt that at the beginning of the relationship, oh, you know, hanging from chandeliers, doing this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, once they got married or after the literal honeymoon was over, then all of a sudden it was it was like a ration. And so you had a lot of men who were very, very frustrated and it, and they didn't seem that um, their, their wives or girlfriends really understood their needs. Well, I mean, I, that definitely sounds like a tale as old of time, whole tradition. I always say, oh, once you get married, that that's the end of the sex life. And, um, you know, the, you can go online and you can find a ton of articles about sexless marriages and relationships. And I've always thought um, personally, even from own experience, that you're absolutely right. And it seems when, when the relationship is fresh and it started, oh, it's every day is an adventure. It can never happen enough. And then once you get that comfortableness, it seems like things just get, as you mentioned, ration out. So um, this book, obviously, it's, it's a guide. So with any guide, um, it comes a little bit of research. Tell us a little bit about some of the research that you came uh, together to put this somewhat manual uh, to, to keep the relationship and keeping your man faithful, which is, you know, the biggest complaint. You know, I can't find a faithful man. You know, it may have cracked the code here. Exactly. Well, I think, um, well, first of all, I, I, I read quite a bit. And I remember years ago, I read a book called His Needs, Her Needs by William F. Harley. And he really described the hierarchical needs of men and women. And this is, I think, one of the most important facets to actually either male or female satisfying each other, which is, okay, what are your needs? Now, we are generalizing because everybody's needs are not exactly the same. But in general, if you look at, let's say, the top three for women, typically it's affection, conversation, honesty, and openness. And for men, it's sexual fulfillment, recreational companionship, attractiveness of spouse, right? There are other ones, you can always find anomalies. But the bottom line is many women do not really understand how important that number one need is, which is sex. And that is the problem. And I think many times men are a little hesitant to really explain that to their woman because they don't want the woman thinking, what am I just an animal? What am I just a, a, a vessel? What am I just a whole, you know? And it's not about that. It's about the needs and understanding that and addressing it. So I think that, you know, a lot of the research that I've done, many of the books that I've read, um, it really does have a lot to do with figuring out what are the needs of your man. And most often sex is going to be number one. Would you concur? Yeah, no, no, I can, I, no, I, I can say as I've grown older, uh, my patience has grown as well. Sometimes a good nap over a good lay in the sack. Sometimes, <laughs> you, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, this is better than sex. You get in the 40s like me and sometimes a good nap is, is right up there. But uh, no, I, I agree. You know, I am 
we, we talk about the show, several of the castmates are either married, have been married, or divorced or in a long-term relationship. So the After Dark show became a place where we want men and women to be able to kind of openly share their thoughts about sex, relationships, life, financing, what's going on. It, it's a place, a safe space. So, you know, I will concur 100%. It is very, very uh, important um, for us in a relationship. And I've had debates with some of my closest friends when we talk about this, because it seems like we've all have gone through it where it becomes awkward for us to continue to ask. I can say from a man's point of view, we are ego-driven beings. So we like to feel attracted. We like what we had at the very start of the relationship where things couldn't be enough. She was asking you. It gets, I feel a little old and arduous when it's us always initiating. So what are some tips in your book that you would give the women when it comes, because I've, you know, talked to a lot of women and sometimes they want the guy to initiate the guy wants to and ends up playing. You end up in a standstill uh, of both persons waiting for someone to initiate. So what are some tips that you would recommend uh, for the women out there to make sure that their, their love life is spicy? And of course, we're keeping the man faithful. Well, I think number one, we need to take a step back in regards to the division of labor. Think about this. Many people who are married have children, many who are not married. So you have this whole family unit, and most often it's the woman who's doing most of the work. Facts, you know, I don't care how many times they want mommy or et cetera, et cetera. So you have all of this work that the majority, the woman in many cases is working outside of the home. And then when she gets home, she's dealing with her children and everything else. And so in terms of the division of labor, most often women are doing most of the work, which means that they're going to be tired, right? So the first thing that has to happen is to figure out what has to be done in that house, right? Because if it's a team, you know, you have to figure, okay, what am I doing here and there? And now when you figure out exactly what has to be done and you divide that labor, then there will probably be a lot more energy for the woman to participate. And I think that's a very, very big facet. It's like, I don't have time for that. You know, I'm tired, et cetera. Well, then you know what? You need to put in the work so that I can service you. So I think that's a, a very big part of it. Um, but I think the main thing is to ask, you know, your partner, listen, you know, what do you need to feel satisfied? And don't be bashful about it, but tell me exactly, if you had your druthers, how many days a week would you want to have sex? And what type of sex? Now, the good thing is there are so many different ways that you can satisfy, whether it's a blow job, whether it's a hand job. There are a lot of things you can do. It doesn't always have to be actually, you know, missionary position, et cetera. There's a lot of varieties of ways that you can satisfy each other, but specifically we're talking about men. So I think the main thing is figuring out, um, and there's a chapter called figuring out your man, right? Because every man is different. You have to figure out, hey, is this is this a, a, a number one kind of guy where basically he needs it, you know, every single day, seven days a week. Okay. So if that's the case, you better have a lot of bags in your trick, right? In, in, right. Your, in your tool bag, right? right? And all that stuff is in the book. Or is he, a, uh, you know, maybe three times a week 
or maybe he's just a Saturday night. You have to figure out exactly who you're dealing with. And he has to be honest about what his needs are. Okay. And, and again, we're never discounting that women have needs, but right now we're really focusing on the man. So once that's figured out how, you know, how much sex does he need to feel satisfied, then you, you can try to, of course, you know, assuage whatever he needs to be done. Right. Keeping in mind that he has to be doing his job too in other areas. But at the end of the day, if the sex isn't right, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time <laughs> before I there think, are problems. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right with that. And I agree with the work division. I've always felt that it's not a woman's job to make sure the house is clean or the family is fed. It's our job as the, you know, the team to put that together. So I have one of our special uh, co-hosts on the show. He's going to come in and he wants to ask you a few questions as well. So uh, for all of the people at home, you know him, my man from Tampa. I want to welcome Kyle Jones to the stage. How you doing today, brother? Hey, what's up, Mars? Hey, how you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. So, JC, this is one of my co-hosts, and uh, he he's celebrating the holidays with the family, but when he heard you were, were on, he said he had to come and, and, and pry your mind. So, first, uh, Kyle, give a little bit of your background as far as, like, relationships, and, and then go ahead and uh, ask your uh, question to JC. Um, I guess in general, I've, I've been in all uh, types of relationships, long-term, married, um, one-night stands, I guess everything. And um, I don't know. So I guess basically I'm asking, you think sex is the thing that uh, keeps a man faithful? Or is that like the main aspect of keeping a man faithful? So remember, sex is one facet of a relationship, right? And, and what we were talking about in terms of the hierarchy of needs, that most men need to have sex on a regular basis. But it's not just about sex when you're thinking about an entire relationship. There is a, a chapter in my book about ways to enhance your relationship. So first of all, are your goals the same? Um, you know, are you on the same page financially? Um, are you on the same page spiritually? I mean, it's a multifaceted thing to have a relationship. The question is, um, what, what are your goals? And so in regards to, um, you know, fulfilling the man, I think that if you have a relationship, you have to basically, if it's a team, you have to figure out what's most important to that team. No, obviously there's outliers as well. You know, there's going to be some men that are just going to cheat regardless. You could be giving them, you know, yeah. the Zion Williamson sex that he was getting from that porn star that was tattooing face that was going crazy yeah. seven days a week, and they're still going to cheat. Yes. That's obviously an outlier. Um, a absolutely. Um, you know, there was a, a chapter on chronic cheaters, and as I said, there are going to be some men that no matter what you do, they are going to cheat. And those types of men, I don't think are, are you know, they're, they're not really, to me, meant for real serious uh, monogamy-based uh, relationships. But I'm not sure if I answered your question. What is specifically was your question? Because the name of the book. So I was asking, like, was sex the main aspect in keeping a man faithful? Over like financial and everything. Absolutely. Else. And, and there's a correlation between the psychological and the physiological. 
think about it. If you are being satisfied, and let's say that, and I, and I can speak frankly, I can curse and talk about everything I can. On, on oh, yeah, we're, we're after dark. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so if you think about it, after uh, a man ejaculates, right, there is a level of satisfaction. Physio from your from a physical standpoint, you can only ejaculate so many times in a day, correct? Yeah. I, I wish our co-host short man was here. He might, he might <laughs> <laughs> you ejaculate but so many times in a day. So let's just say that, you know, in the morning, you know, your your wife or your girlfriend, you, you had sex and then in the middle of the day, and then let's say you've done it like you've ejaculated three times in one day and then your boys call you, Hey, let's go to the strip club, whatever. Do you think that you're going to be on edge as much if you, you know, versus you ejaculating or not, isn't that going to make a difference? Yeah. I mean, I can't speak with all men, for all men, but I can speak for this man. I'm, I'm probably one once a day and I, I'm good. I'm 43. So yeah, you get me once a day and I, and, and I'm good. Uh, but also, you know, there, there's moral aspect because, you know, I've heard maybe two episodes ago, there was a, a person that was discussing with your girl, you may only be able to once or twice or three times a day. But if there's other girls, something new, something fresh, then, you know, that may change the story. So I, I, I don't know. What, what? How about you, Cal? What do you think? Okay, so I, I get the point that she's saying, and it's a great point. I think she's right. But wouldn't you feel like you're kind of, I wouldn't say forcing that person to be faithful. They're not even doing it by choice. You just drained them. So they're <laughs> being faithful from being drained and not because they want to be faithful. Well, I think the reality is when you're with the same person over and over again, you have to spice things up. You can't do the same thing the same way every single time, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's very difficult to be monogamous with it. Nobody said it's easy. But if you're not constantly dating your partner, if you're not finding different things to do, different places to have sex, different countries to have sex, all different types of things, which again are in my book, it, it's, it's going to get boring, right? So you have to, if you're committed, you have to find ways to spice up the relationship. But my point was really that just physically, if, if you're physically spent, I already even put in there, like if, if, if I had, you know, sex five times in a day and then Jason Momoa came in the room, I, I well, no, actually, no, I guess I would find the energy, but, <laughs> but the reality is that, you know, physically you're only able to do but so much. And there is a correlation between the drive and what happens with you um, in terms of ejaculating. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I could agree with elements. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, you may be drained for, you know, Mary Sue that works in the office, but, you know, if something extraordinary proposes your way. You, you grab your water and you Gatorade and you, and you make it do what it do. But I, I definitely agree with that element. Now, obviously, you know, this is a guide for relationships. It, it, it's kind of aimed at women. But it's definitely also aimed at the fellas yeah. as, as well. Now, I can agree with you the the element of, you know, just the physiological aspect. You know, there's facts. There's only so much that you can do in 24 hours. Um, but also you mentioned, you know, the types of sets because I've always said I'm not a fan of lazy sex. You know, if you're doing it <laughs> just because you know it's exactly. been a while. You know what I mean? I, I'm not a fan of that. I'd rather just, you know, you know, before they took away 
you porn. I'd rather just watch some you porn if that's going to be the case or Pornhub. But um, what do you break down? And it sounds like to me, communication is key before you get into this monogamous relationship and really having that conversation with your partner. Do you find a lot of relationships even have that relationship on what standard I should be setting getting into this thing? I don't think most people have that conversation. And it's very, very important to say, listen, you know, how many times do you typically feel comfortable, you know, every day or et cetera, that those conversations have to be had. Also, in the book, I talk about the fact that you have to be very clear about what constitutes cheating, right? Um, you going out to lunch with that coworker, you're having a great relationship, et cetera. Is that considered cheating? You texting somebody, some flirting with someone else, is that cheating? Um, a lot of it is really sitting down and having a conversation. So a communication, it sounds corny, but it is the key to really figuring out, you know, what each party's needs are. Yeah. And that's a really, really good point. Um, because you'll have some people like Bill Clinton, you know, technically he, he gets really yeah. and I did not have sex with that woman, you know, <laughs> that type of guy. And then I think for us, anything is cheating. You know, oh, he 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 liked your picture three times. Guys are a little bit more, um, I don't know. What, what do you think, Kyle? I'm just thinking for about, we, we get into the emotions of it, I think, more than women actually do. Um, I uh, I agree with that. You talk about in terms of like if a guy like like your woman's picture, you know, then vice versa. Yeah, I'm, I'm like for us, if we find out, you know, you've been talking to that dude at work, like we get mad if a girl's laughing at our friend's jokes too hard. Like, all right, he ain't you know he ain't that funny. <laughs> Stand up working the UPS, he ain't that funny. You know that guys tend to be, you know, in my in my opinion, but I also. Feel, I've seen my fair share of jealousy with women too, you know. Yeah. So I think when it comes to jealousy, but I think with guys, because we know that your male friend is not really a friend. We've already talked about that on another episode. Like he's just waiting for the moment for your defenses. And I think that's why with guys, we're a little bit more suspicious if you have a guy friend. Well, women um, can really have a, a guy think they have a guy friend, but you know, that might be a whole nother conversation. What do you think, JC? <laughs> well, um, I used to think that, you know, men and women could be friends, but um, I had a situation where I knew somebody for many, many years, we were just friends and I was seeing somebody for quite some time. And then when I broke up with my boyfriend at the time, um, literally it must've been like a week or two later, he was trying to get with me. And I was like, what? I thought this was my friend. So that whole Harry met Sally, is it possible to be, uh, you know, completely platonic? I think that, I, I hate to say it, but there's always that little thing inside that somebody, a, a man's gonna try. Um, I don't think all, but I think the majority, because it's happened to me. And I used to be like, no, we can be, we can be friends. Oh, no. You know what? Nah. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, but I, all right, but she's wise, Kyle. She's wild. That, that's what we were saying. So, for those that think women and can, men can be friends, <laughs> I think, I think, I think they can. Because did you act on it when they um 
when they tried when they asked you, did you act on it? I did not because I was very disappointed because I literally this was supposed to be one of my boys, and I had no clue. And the way it happened, literally, I walked into he was he said he was going to cook some dinner. I was like, great. So I walk into the apartment, and there's like candles going. I just imagine like this person is supposed to be your friends. Are you walking? There's candles, all this romance happening. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. So I felt like I was, but it happened to me multiple times with many men that I've been friends with. Um, and again, I'm not saying all men. I think there are some that can be completely platonic, but I think the majority um, that there's always some sexual tension happening at some level or the, the oh, possibility. JC, that's, that's unfair, JC. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think that you're right. We're naturally sexual creatures. I mean, if, if we're if we're saying that, it's like saying, well, I'm um if your friend or somebody is with somebody attractive, it doesn't mean that you want to be with them, but we're still like sexual beings. It's not you can't you can't just say, well, I'm not attracted to them because my friends with them or my family members with them, or you know what I'm saying, whatever. I feel like y'all still could have been friends. If you said no and the know is what they got. You could be friends after that. Yeah, and but it, it just never pop up and happen again. Yeah, but the point is that I felt like I was bamboozled, hoodwinked, because uh, all this time I thought it was completely platonic, but come to find out that he was really waiting in the wings. And and this, I don't I don't want to say it's a, a form of deception, but I felt duped because I really thought that that was just my boy. Yeah. But he could have started off as friends and then as time went, you know, started to like, you know, grow a, a attraction to you. And I get and I guess in that sense you're right, but you could have still been friends after that. I don't know, Cal. We've been oh, friends no, we're for still 30 friends. years no, and you're not friends. you're not attractive <laughs> to me at all. We're still very close. We're still friends. We're absolutely still friends. Oh, and, so that, so you so you can't be friends then? Yes, but that's after this happened and then now he's married and so forth and so on. So the friendship definitely changed. So, Yeah, I, I think that's kind of like if you propose to someone and they say no, it's kind of hard to put that toothpaste back into the tube. Yes. You know, once that. So, you know, I, I just don't think men and women have put it like this. I believe men and women can be friends if there's no attraction. But if there's any attraction by either part, mm -hmm. I think if and an opportunity and when an opportunity, I mean, you know, maybe both single, right place, right time, maybe a little bit of a drink or so, that that there's that danger there. But that that's just from my experience. Once again, I don't want to adrenalize any gender or anything saying that we all, but for the majority, I think, is comfortable that it's, it's a tough tale. I don't see too many girl and guy friends except in the movies that have been friends for 30 years that nothing has happened or not one of them have at least broached the conversation of, of being more than friends. Yeah, and alcohol is a difference maker. You know, everybody starts to look better when you have a little bit more alcohol in your system, right? And then sometimes you're saying things, the truth serum, you know, it, it comes out and, and things happen. And that's also how many uh, men get caught out there cheating is because they're drinking and they're around somebody they're attracted to and one thing leads to another. So yeah. now you, you talked a lot of, of, you know, the woman mm -hmm. and her part and making sure, you know, as, as it says in this eloquently uh, <laughs> created 
uh, chart on the screen. Feed them, blank them, and we can't curse. I just say the word that much, and you know, and give them the remote. Mm-hmm. In many ways, can be a happy man, but there's, there's a lot of other elements that we can say from the relationship. Um, and it's about, you know, you talk about labor sharing. I think as men, at least, you know, real men, we have a lot on our plate that can can cause, you know, stress. And sometimes that person that you love, you'll die for and kill for, that is your heart. Sometimes they can just be annoying sometimes or, or just like seeing them every day. And sometimes you, your eyes start to wander. You talked about um, you know, keeping a man faithful, but is one of those elements, how far are we talking about expanding? Maybe keeping him faithful is a new level of faithfulness. Maybe he needs to see someone else, or maybe, maybe you can, I have friends that I won't name that have like expanded what they consider a normal sex life. They brought other people into that. Um, do you touch any, uh, anything on that? In your book, because that's still a level of monogamy, I would say, if you're if you're both aware of this, we we've had some episodes about open relationships. What, what, what's your stance on that? Yeah, so there's a chapter um, in the book on swinging clubs and, and group sex, and I actually discourage it because um, once you go down that road, it's very difficult to turn back. And so, you know, I had a situation years ago where I was dating someone and I'm a, a very um, curious person. So I wanted to see what went on at these swinging clubs. And so, uh, you know, we went, I didn't participate, but I'm a voyeur, so I watched. Um, but my boyfriend at the time, um, he really wanted to participate. So as time went on and, and, you know, we broke up after years, whatever, but he actually became a serial uh, swinger um, in the sense that he, he cannot have a monogamous relationship anymore because he always wants tutti fruity and strawberry, et cetera. And I think most men would like that as well. But when you actually bring another person into the relationship, um, it can complicate things. And, you know, if you want to take that risk, just know that you're taking a very big, very, very big risk in the relationship. So I usually discourage that unless you're a certain type of couple where there's not going to be any jealousy um, and no one's going to be scared about any health issues and things of that nature. So, um, but again, this is really focused on people who really want to be monogamous, right? But there are people that, that do step out and, um, I, I I would discourage it for those reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've said before, my ego isn't strong enough for for me to watch someone just doing something I could never do. And then you have to come back to me. I'm just, I, I don't have the ego for it. Uh, Kyle, what, oh, and uh, let us share for you guys the link right here. Um, copy this and you can get that book. It's available on Amazon. And it's available on uh, Barnes and Noble, correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. So exactly. your, your two favorite book places, please check out that book. Now, um, what is your ultimate hope of bringing the, this guide to the world? Because I, I know ultimately you want to lead to healthy monogamy through couples. And it seems like I definitely feel that's probably not the only factor. I don't even know 
if it's the major factor in separations or cheating, but it's definitely a huge factor. It's definitely top three. I still think financial stress and, and, and parenting and things are right up there, but we're assuming the money is good. We're assuming the family is good. We're just going to talk about the sexual element. Um, is there, or is it just the, the couple? What do you think is a healthy uh, amount of times per week, or is it, or is it the schedule for me? Maybe I'm old romantic. I don't really want to have it on the chart. Like, all right, three o'clock uh, afternoon delight. I'm more of a, you know, let the spur of the moment or the energy um, lead to where we're going to go. But what do you think is a healthy time for, you know, let's say 35 to 40 year olds, roughly uh, times per week? I, I think it's really subjective. Um, I think there's also a correlation between health, working out. So, for example, I've worked out all my life. I'm a triathlete. Um, and when you work out, you have a lot more energy. So if you are actually with someone who is not necessarily as energetic, et cetera, there typically will be a problem. You know, some people have health issues. There are a lot of men, especially in the African-American community, that are diabetic. And so when you're diabetic, sometimes you have erection issues. So that can be an issue. So I think every single couple has to figure out, again, what they need to be happy. And then in, in this case, try to fulfill that with each other, recognizing that no, sex isn't absolutely everything, but it needs to be addressed because if it's not, there are gonna be problems that permeate into all areas of the relationship. And that's why it's so important to make sure that each woman gives that man the pussy, okay? Because it's gonna be problems. You know, there's an African proverb uh, that says that if a man's, I, I can say this on the, on the podcast, if a, if a man's not, you know- um, Say it, dude, we're free, okay, hey. we're free, okay. <laughs> if a man's dick is not being sucked on the regular, it's just a matter of time. There's gonna be problems. There's going to be problems. Do you know what um, tribe specifically said that? I I do not. Um, but there's a lot of, of, of wisdom in that. Yeah. No, and, and I can agree now. Um, oh, you would ask me what my goal, what my goal yes. for the book is. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I come from a family where my parents were divorced. Um, I think about so much divorce and so many single mothers and, you know, it's just like the family unit has just been obliterated. And I'm not saying that in all those instances, it's because of the sex, right? It, it, like you said, financial, the job, racism, sexism, there's a, there's a whole facet of reasons that relationships don't work. But what this book will give you all the information you need to at least make sure that this component is solid in your relationship and that you can have a, a guide that says, okay, well, how do I enhance this relationship? What are the steps? You know, treat your relationship like a business, have your quarterly reviews, ask the questions, um, you know, do, you know, variety, let's have some phone sex, let's make a porn video. There are so many things that can spice up a relationship. And I think 
at least if we can keep these families together, partners, monogamous, et cetera, that's going to be better for us, especially in the African-American community. Uh, that is a, I mean, I wish I had the little drop that says message because that, that is definitely a matter, at least take that element off the table um, amongst other things. And, and I feel like if that element is fulfilled on both ends, I think that'll give men and women the opportunity to make sure they get those other elements. It's one less stressor off the table, 99 problems, but that shouldn't be one. And I think your book definitely helps some uh, couples with these uh, struggles. Kyle, uh, you had something go right ahead. Oh, I forgot what my um, question was. I think it was a good question too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was, oh, you, Sometimes, many times a day, come back to me. Come back to me. Remember, I'm gonna remember. It's, it's no, it's no problem. It's no problem. So, JC, the rollout of the book is available now on Amazon, and guys, you can always you'll find it in my Amazon store. Um, you can get that book. We want you to purchase it. Put it in the stocking stuffer. We got some holidays coming up. I think it'll be a dope stocking uh -oh. stuffer. Here's the code. Go, go ahead, Kyle. I remember now, uh, JC, it's not that I disagree with you. I just want to ask questions that maybe people will have okay. that watch this that, um, you know, I want you want you to answer. What if just do you think it can be too much? Like you you just throw so much at one time that it just becomes boring anyway, because it's just the same sex. And maybe no matter like you said, if people are going to cheat, they're going to cheat. But no matter what the variety is or anything, people just like different stuff. So they may want to do the car sets but with a different person or in a different country but just with a a different person and i guess i'm going back to mars if we're talking about just being honest in a relationship mm -hmm. and um me being faithful um per se mm -hmm. if i'm telling you like well that's what i want or i want the variety or whatever introducing somebody else or introducing another person or a swingers club if that's what helped you couldn't that help a person stay faithful um, well, remember, the premise is that monogamy is not normal. It is not normal, right? We're supposed to be the thinking people, right? We're supposed to be the thinking humans. And, and I have this in the book as well, but they have done so many studies where they thought that certain animals were monogamous and then they found out that they weren't. So from the beginning, it's difficult to be with just one person. So if we acknowledge that and say, okay, look, this is going to be rough but we really want to make this work. So what are some of the things that we can do to spice it up? And that's why in the book, I have little things that you can do from making porn to all sorts of things, um, ideas. So I think it's just difficult, period. And I think each couple has to say, listen, you know what, I'm getting kind of bored now. We got to do something. This is, you know, this is not cool. Um, we together have to figure it out if we really want to be, and then you can, you, maybe you want to have that discussion, you know, can we maybe get together with another couple and see what happens? You know, again, it's my opinion that I don't think it's a good idea, but for some people it will work, you know, and some husbands and wives don't mind seeing their spouse or partner with another person as long as they're there. So you have that group of people as well. So I, I think it, it's a very subjective thing you know, a uh, decision that has to be made. But I would concur with you that, yeah, I mean, monogamy is not easy, not easy. If swans can't do it, if beavers can't do it, how the heck are we supposed to do it? 
Okay, go ahead, bro. Swans anyway. I never trust swans. They have a sneaky face. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> no, because uh, uh, she make a good point, but I guess that's where I always, although it's always hard for me. So something is not easy. We supposed to force ourselves to do. Well, if you want to keep the relationship. Because if you don't, you'll just be hopping, you know, no matter who you're with, right? You sure. can change, you know, oh, this person for a couple of years. You're still going to have to deal with the same old kind of stuff. It's a matter of what you can deal with and what you can't deal with. And if you really want to keep that unit together and you've made that commitment, then you got to do what you got to do. And that's why you'll see some people who have been married for 50 years, et cetera, and they've gone through their ups and downs and, you know, certain parties may have cheated along the way. Um, and people are human and they make mistakes. Um, and it's just a matter of communication as to what those needs are, realizing that, hey, I'm bored, we got to do something, and then trying to come up with something that can spice up the relationship. Because I, I'll go ahead, Mars. Well, that, and that brings me to like maybe the answer is rethinking what is the de definition of monogamy. Maybe we're laughing at Will or Jada. But maybe they have it right. Maybe they're the ones that are saying, look, okay, this marriage is more than just us being monogamous. This marriage is about our bloodline. This marriage is about our family. This is a union of families more than just people. So if you're looking at it more like, okay, this is a merger of two companies coming together. Yeah, we may you know, want to do some other things on the outside, but maybe that's the new definition of monogamy of, you know, hey, you're right. It is unnatural to us. We can do it because we're a higher thinking being. And it's always with everything a choice of saying actively, OK, I'm going to do it. But it still doesn't mean it's natural for us. So maybe the answer is pulling a will of Jada. You know, hey, we are we what, what do they say? We are uh, horribly, blissfully married or horribly, beautifully married or something. If you're going to be with someone, look at it more as a partnership. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's between, you know, again, every single person is different, but, uh, I'm just not sure how many, uh, people, how many couples would be open to saying, Hey, yeah, we're together, but once in a blue moon, let's just, you know, let's dabble a little bit. Um, I'm not sh too sure how many people are really comfortable with that, but they're out there. But if that's, but, but the whole thing is that you have to know who you are as a man to say, listen, why am I getting into a monogamous relationship when I know it's not for me? That's the problem. See, but, uh, uh, oh, JC, don't do this to me. No, what? No. <laughs> because I don't think I, I I don't think it's for anybody. Like I feel like oh. like Mara said. So if the situation just pops up, period, just like you said with two friends together, if mm. the situation pops up, period, with a guy with another girl that's just going to give him the opportunity, it don't matter how happy y'all are or how many times you give them sex, if it's, like you said, alcohol, right opportunity, nobody's going to catch you, they're going to they're gonna do it anyway. So what about the person, the guy or girl that really loves the guy, or he really loves, you know, his girl or whatever, and he did that? I think so many more people will actually be together if they look past somebody cheating on them, and that wasn't the biggest thing in the relationship that happened. And like Mars said, they focus on the financial. The kids are good. Um, the job is good. All the bills are paid. Like everything checked off, but you're so stuck on you were with somebody else. I, I, like relationships are given, but it's also like the most selfish thing for a person because you're just saying, 
hey, what makes me happy? Don't talk to that other person like that. Don't do this. Don't touch them. And I think that's why people break up all the time. Well, now you're talking about a philosophical question on, you know, should people actually get married at all? <laughs> you know, or make that think probably, so. there you go. So, you know, again, that's that's clearly your ideology, but we still do live in a world, especially in America, where um, monogamous relationships are supposed to be the goal and it's not right. for everyone. Right. And I think that each mature individual has to make that decision to say, you know what, and be honest with the person and say, listen, I know you want a commitment, but I'm not able to do that because that's not, not that's that's not how I roll. And once you do that, most often the woman's going to be like, okay, or she'll be like, no, but at least you're being honest about who you are. And that's really what it's about, isn't it? 100%. I don't, I don't take women want honesty, but go ahead, Mars. <laughs> we don't want it when it hurts. None of us do. But I, I think that is the key. The problem is people aren't honest, and, and I don't know if they ever will be if they haven't been in this time because we like the idea of being being married. We like the idea of that perfect traditional family. But when it comes to putting in the work, what's the saying that everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die? And, <laughs> and, and putting in that like daily grind to because it is a daily grind when someone yes. wakes up and you know, they may have put on a few or, you know, they whatever it may be. You just look at them like, I'm really sick of you right now. And it's been eight years and I haven't seen another person. Those <laughs> thoughts start creeping in your head. It's an active and we need to be real about that and have that conversation that some days you wake up. You're not going to be attracted to this person. You're not going to like this person. You're going to wonder how we even became friends. But you also have to go back to, you know, what was the whole purpose? of that union unfortunately a lot of us don't learn until our third or fourth marriage and we're like oh maybe i wasn't american marrying kind so you know I, i've been through it before i don't know if i ever will want to go through it again as far as marriage is concerned because it i feel sometimes the benefits don't really so it's a bad deal in some cases and who would sign a bad deal now one thing we didn't touch on uh jc and i'm really dying to get your thoughts a lot of women use sex as almost a bargaining chip. That's a reward and punishment, all, almost like a dog getting a treat. If you cut the grass, if you do this, if you do this, then guess what? There's a Scooby snack for you. But, you know, if you're a bad boy, if you don't do this, or I'm just, you know, sometimes women will be mad at you and don't communicate what they're mad at for. I'm going to hold it away and hold it over your head. Um, what do you think about that where women use that? I've even heard, you know, women, I think we've all been that. Guess what I got you for Valentine's? That pussy. You know, you're like, well, that's not a gift. I, I really wanted the DVD of The Wire, but you gave me this. What do you think about women that use sex as a bargaining chip, as a gift, as the end-all, be-all answer to their marital woes? Well, in chapter 19, uh, which is ways to jack up your relationship, I talk about manipulation and the misuse of pussy power and the pussy trading post and the bait and pussy switch <laughs> and faking <laughs> orgasms. And then I go into the reality of fatigue. But at the end of the day, it is not right to start off in a relationship, you know, having so much sex. And then as soon as you get that ring, 
then all of a sudden you're not giving it up the way you used to. And that's not fair because you are, you know, setting a precedent that is not real and it's, it's not fair. And I don't, I don't think that I, a lot of women do that. Oh, well now I got them, you know, but it's not just got them. You have to be able to maintain that relationship. So I think when you first get into a relationship, you're going to have a lot more sex than you normally would, right? Things will sort of settle in a little bit, but it is true that many women do, um, you know, bait, bait and pussy switch, you know? And I think that, um, it's not, uh, it's not, it's not fair. And I think that also on the male side, there are certain things that he has done at the beginning of the relationship, which he's no longer doing, but, you know, specifically in terms of sex. Yeah. I think that it can be used. Well, if you don't give me this, you know, then you're not getting any this week. And I think it's a horrible thing because if you're supposed to be monogamous, you're depending on this person because with exclusivity comes responsibility. So that, you know, the, the, in this case, the woman needs to, you know, basically service her man. Yeah. What are you going to say, Cal? Or is she just, or she just tired of the penis? Like this conversation can go the other way too. Like we we get so wrapped up into is the guy tired of the girl or giving it up or giving it up like maybe like women are not supposed to want anything new so they're just you know withhold it to themselves then you know to actually say that they want to like you know what i'm saying try another guy so maybe they're tired of this sex too so you know you get it less than less same three positions regardless will get uh you know old after a while especially you know Fellas, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you know, if, if you're hitting her with that, whoo, I appreciate you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> she, she might get the wandering eye of like, why am I, why am I doing this? And I, and I, the thing that I picked up from this conversation, and thank you again so much for joining us on this episode, is communication is yep. key. Um, really, really having those tough conversations, those difficult conversations and letting your partner know if you're going to make it work, Hey, I, this is a non-negotiable. This is what I need to do. This is what I need from you. Um, and I think if people had those conversations, one, there'd be a lot less marriages because they realized, okay, my standards, but the ones that did uh, marry, I think they would be significantly happier. So I think your book is going to be a great help to a yeah. lot of people out there well thank you <laughs> so we're about to wrap this one up i can talk to you all day but uh jc please let the people know where they can find you on social media and uh of course where they can get that book and is there is there an audio book is there gonna be an audio you have a great well, voice there probably there. will be there will be okay. um but now you can find me on the gram at jc minx underscore uh facebook at jc space minx and uh, TikTok, JC Minx, and then on X, it's JC Minx underscore. So, um, you know, thank you, you know, so much for having me and <clears throat> having me and us to have this conversation because I think it's um, very controversial and there's so many different ideas about it. But at the end of the day, um, I think that, you know, if you're if you're doing the right thing, most often he's not going to stray. I think you're right. And here's the link again, guys. Please put that in. That'll get you right over there. Pick up a book and let her know uh, that the good folks at Down and Den sent you on over there. And uh, thank you 
Uh, Nikki, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you for always tuning in. So, guys, please, please do us a favor. Go on over and follow uh, JC over on her on her gram. Let her know that you saw her here. Go ahead and get a copy of the book for uh, it's, it's marriage time, I think. Or is that spring? I think spring is marriage time. So if you got some people, friends that are getting married, get them a copy of this book. It might save you from going to a divorce party in a few years. Absolutely. So we, we appreciate you again. Uh, right. For your boy Mars, for Cal Jones, for the rest of the After Dark crew, we thank you guys for tuning in. I want you guys to get fat, have some turkey, and then have some sex. Maybe some sex while you're having the turkey. Spice it up. <laughs> it's the holiday time. Uh, but we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Okay. Yeah. It's here now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.